Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast with your host, Taylor Gallegos. Art exists all around us, in all directions, from all walks of life. We just need to know how to see it. The Art and Life Podcast is an experiment in an audio format that focuses on the art and philosophy involved with different people and their life paths. This experiment is intended to inspire you in your creative pursuits, whatever they may be. Follow along as I interview movers and shakers from all walks of life. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, craft, or vision. These interviews showcase that fact. Listen while you work. Listen while you create. Listen while you dream up the next big breakthrough. First off, I want to say thank you for listening. The people being interviewed and I are two parts of the podcast, but it wouldn't be complete without you, the listener. I very much appreciate your attention and your energy, and I hope you get as much out of this as I do. If you enjoy what you hear, you can join me on this artistic journey in many ways. You can subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it around. You can join the conversation on the Art and Life Facebook group, where we discuss topics from the shows. You can join my email list on my website at taylorgallegosart.com on the contact page, and while you're there, check out the new artwork I've been creating. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at taylorgallegosart. And finally, you can support my art and the Art and Life podcast on my Patreon page. Just search Taylor Gallegos Art. So again, a deep and sincere thank you for being here. Now, on to the good stuff. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, today with me is DTO. That stands for Dream, Thrive, Optimize. And uh, it's it represents a man named Dave Kemp, who's a friend of mine. We got to know each other in a men's group last year. And it was a crazy men's group because we were going through, we went from normal life to COVID hitting, and we kept doing the men's groups. And it really helped everybody process and deal with what was going on in the world um so i feel like it was a it was a more than average profoundness level men's group um and uh men's groups are pretty profound on on their own so uh yeah very grateful that i got to meet this gentleman and work directly with him in this uh interview we talk about all sorts of things we talk about his music uh, his love for the Spanish language and the cultures that it represents and comes from. He's in Costa Rica right now with his amazing partner, Himalaya, and they're just doing great things. Dave's got so much potential and the skies are looking really beautiful in his future. So check him out on all the, the platforms. He's uh, DTO Music on every social media link. And uh, yeah, you can go to dtomusic.com to check out everything that he's got going. And with that, I think we're all set up. I don't know if there's anything else you need to know about this guy other than that he's freaking awesome and gets his inspiration from music. 
from hanging out under Costa Rican waterfalls. So imagine that while you're listening to it. Sound good? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Art and Life podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, and we are back for season two. And with me today, I have a very dear friend of mine. He is a creative soul. He is located in Costa Rica right now in the jungle, Mr. Dave Kemp, DTO. Dave, thanks for being on the podcast. You're welcome. (laughs) Why don't you start out? Oh man, I'm just so excited about this season. I got to express that really quick, but why don't you just start out by telling us who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at and what it is that you do. Thank you. Appreciate that, Taylor. It's an honor to be on your podcast for season two, and I'm very excited for the energy that's building up for all the creativity and possibilities in 2021 and beyond. And who I am, I was born as David Glenn Kemp along the banks of the Mississippi River in a small town called Muscatine, Iowa, town of about 18,000 people and a very simple childhood in the Midwest playing at the park, coming home when the streetlights came on and detasseling corn in the fields, waiting tables, delivering papers on my paper route. And so I had this really extraordinary experience of recognizing what it feels like to be a part of community. And that's a theme throughout my life. And the communities that I've traveled to in the world have allowed me to consistently feel drawn towards particular, you know, particular areas of the world. As you mentioned in the intro, I'm in Costa Rica, right? Pura vida. With that said, I've been able to witness that there's this global community. There are a variety of different communities that I've been a part of. And you and I met in the Southern California community in Encinitas. And within that, there's a surfing community, there's a yoga community. And for me, when I got a like this big aha moment, this light bulb moment when I was taking yoga classes and listening to music and I'm a music producer and that's one of my biggest through lines as being a musician. I was classically trained on piano and for me to be a part of the global yoga movement and community, that's been a huge um, part of who I've been able to discover within me and to remember who I am, right? And musicians are all about connection, artists, creative souls like yourself. We get this, we're connecting with ourselves, we're correct, uh, connecting and with the material world. And for me, I'm in the sonic space, right? Of creating soundscapes for your ears. And so that's who I've really defined myself as artistically. And then there's a turning point where I start to get other people that receive it so well remember there's four steps right there's sender message receiver feedback and so i get this feedback loop and then i started to teach people when i was in college music started to teach people drums other instruments piano and then i became a high school spanish teacher because i fell in love with spanish and my world travels and then i started teaching people that as well so i feel like we're always the student and the teacher within so one of my ways to define who i am is an artist that loves to share And as we all know, anyone that's ever taught something before, the best way to learn is to teach. And then of course, be that example in the world. So that's who I am as the artist DTO. And that's also where I get to play with 
the soundscapes of music and to collaborate with other artists and visual artists like yourself. And so that's really the main community that I connect with so much is artistic creative expressions. And of course, entrepreneurs in the business world plays hand in hand, right? We don't want to be a starving artist. Let's be a thriving artist, right? So it's better to find that cohesiveness within our, our journeys in this lifetime. So yeah, that's a quick little story about a kid from the Midwest that also got into, you know, Eastern wisdom for modern day insanity. So that's where my path of yoga and music all have beautifully aligned. Yeah, totally. And it's cool. I just, you as a person, you as an artist, as a creator, I feel like I just get this visualization of these different strands that get braided together that make you be like that, that have turned you into this very dynamic human with, um, I would say that you have a very deep emotional understanding of the world and the way people work. And then uh, you have a partner who is from India who has really seemed to bring a lot of uh, that perspective, the Eastern views into your world and um, understandings. And then, uh, so you, you studied abroad in Venezuela, correct? And then also Costa Rica. And so you have a Latin American connection, which makes you so comfortable in Costa Rica. And mm -hmm. um, and then your music, it's been really cool. So you and I met in a men's group this last year, and I have seen your progress since we first met. And it seems like your music is really being uh, embraced by the yoga community that is happening in Latin American countries. And apparently, I mean, like you were telling me, that's becoming a really big thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just so cool. I, I feel like all of those things are jump off points for uh, for you to talk about. Like, does any of that, like, just what comes up right away? Well, to be relevant and cool with all the kids, it's trending. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where my benefit of being a school teacher comes into play, because as you said, having this emotional awareness, this sense of how different age groups of people, different countries, different languages, all co-creates an experience within us where we get to have different perspectives, right? We get to change the channel and we get to have that empathy. And that's what's really powerful is recognizing, well, why is this trending? Why is this something that people are gravitating towards or it's aligned? Why is it that you and I as Westerners, and as you mentioned, my beloved Himalaya, like how is it that there's this additional world like i like the expression like same planet different world and there's these possibilities for us to say hey there's this one possibility or this script or this perspective that i had at this chapter of my life and everyone knows a great book a great movie a great song a great painting there's different textures there's different layers my joke is it's a never-ending gobstopper right according to willy wonka and which part of that are we revealing of ourselves, right? That it, different layers of the onion within us. And when we get to understand what people are seeking, and if we've been around on this planet long enough to say, hey, I can support, I get to be of service to my community in that space. That's where for me, I feel drawn to live currently in 
Latin America and Costa Rica because I'm starting to connect all the dots in my life. Be like, whoa, okay. I got to choose a mom as a child that taught me how to play piano and got to choose drums. And my brother and I used to rock out in the garage. I'd jam out. He'd be playing and so much fun. And, you know, that was what we did at least when I was a kid. And everyone that's a musician or artist, sometimes, you know, that's one of your best ways to really get that beginning stages and connections to how you get to express your emotions, what you're feeling. You know, you go through a lot when you're a kid. And then as an adult, you get the process and talking about our men's group, like recognize like, okay, who is it? Is this some old belief pattern? How did I learn this? How did this show up in my life? How am I applying that now? And is it like not even worthy of using that? You know, if you're driving an electric car, like what do you need dinosaur juice for? You know, it's obsolete. And so that's what I feel is really powerful is certain ways of being. If you're only seeing it through one lens, it's important to switch it. So what's trending has been people practicing yoga in North America. And I feel like that's been now multiple decades. Of course, Yogananda brought it from India, beginning of the 1900s. And now I feel in Latin America, there's this seeking, there's this desire for a whole other perspective. And so that's where you see meditation, yoga, breath work being integrated, especially with the younger generations. And I feel that when I've created my music that has multiple languages, multiple instruments, Eastern, Western, music that goes along the seven chakras, then there's this whole other world that um, gets to blossom. And it's fun to be a part of it. I mean, I'm just one of many musicians and artists and yogis out there doing what I do. What's cool is, as I said at the beginning, there's these communities and we're interweaving and it's really powerful to be on the ground here in Costa Rica and feel the energy. And when I tell people about yoga, people understand even like una abuela, right? And a grandmother has heard about yoga. So that is a movement altogether. That's trending on a global perspective. It's similar to crypto and Bitcoin and all that, right? <laughs> like, or Tesla and you know, space travel all that. So that's what I feel has been really great is you witnessing my journey because we met when we were in San Diego. And now I'm saying, Oh, I get to have a new perspective, I get to change a channel, I get to also like feel into the land and get motivated in a whole other way. Like this morning, went to a waterfall, it was phenomenal, just being in nature. And that's inspiration. I mean, I was literally in the flow in order to get into the flow. Yeah, totally. And so, I mean, there's so much there. Um, one thing that just popped up was that it's so cool how you can kind of, you can choose who you're connecting with through the instruments and the sound bites and the different languages that you're using. It's almost like setting up little Easter eggs of connection with different people from different backgrounds where like, you're almost say, saying like, hey, I see you, I recognize mm. you. I'm going to use this language and this is your language. So you're going to feel home at home in my music, which is really neat. And then, uh, and then it's great because I mean, the being in the flow, going to a waterfall and then coming back and like working on music, I, I, you know, it's like, you're like, we as artists are like sponges, you know, we sponge up inspiration and then you bring us over all saturated and then you wring it out and then you pour that into a bowl or whatever. And then that's, that's like the expression 
like your art is that expression. It's like a secondary, like filtered ex like experience of that stimuli. It's so cool. So like, uh, how's your music creation happening these days? Like what's that process? Like what's, what's the art of the art that you're making these days? Yeah, I love that question. And I love how you're a surfer and you can totally wring out the drips and goodness of mother ocean into your artwork and your oh, paintings. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wonderful. I love that analogy. And we get to absorb, we get to receive so much of us as artists, we are giving or we're putting out the energy, we're exerting energy. And it's really wonderful. We can, ah, okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to be clear in this moment and see what shows up. It's almost like a magic eight ball sometimes. <laughs> and so what I've been getting as the results of shaking that proverbial magic eight ball is ethereal, ambient, meditative sound vibes. And that's where I'm grateful to say since my music production has really evolved into a lot more electronic sounds, integrating Eastern, Western instruments, integrating different energy centers, understanding how frequencies can impact how people are feeling. I think of music as well from a rhythmic standpoint from left to right. And you and I've talked about beats per minute, BPM. So if you're having a song that's 120, like a house track. So that's left to right. You're creating like the valley to the mountains, the roller coaster. You're setting the course. You're putting it in your Google Maps or your Waze apps, and it's like taking you on this journey. And of course, as artists, we get to take detours. We get to see, oh, you know, maybe I'll visit that valley tomorrow. But here, I'm going to focus on this area that we get those micro details. And what I feel is really powerful about that analogy is there's the up and the down. And those are frequencies. I can speak really low or I can speak, oh, I can speak like Mickey Mouse. Hey, how are you today? That's called falsetto. And so you can play with frequencies. Like a cello is in like the heart chakra, the energy center, right? It's a cello. It's even, it can be played higher, lower. And of course, violin is even higher. And like, a, you know, of course, like a bass guitar is low. So knowing which instruments and knowing where they come from. And I was able to learn how to play the harmonium, which is, you know, an ancient instrument from India that you pump like an accordion, and then you play the keys. And luckily, I understand how to play piano. So it all kind of started to make sense. So translating those different instruments, understanding that if I meet someone to go with what you're saying earlier, that happens to love music with more rhythm and wants to dance and intuitively I'm feeling that vibe. I'm like, ah, this one awesome remix did this track called Energia. It's a song in Spanish. There's a singer from Colombia, singer from Mexico, Monterrey. And check this track out. You know, it's not the ambient, chill, meditative, like non-rhythmical. It's the let's move our bodies, let's dance, let's feel some vibes. And so that's what I love to have as an artist is a catalog to pull from. And all those experiences and all those chapters of our lives where we're creating either a series, like I have a trilogy of albums that to me is a timestamp of what I was experiencing in life, how I was being impacted, and also how I interpreted all that. And grateful to say that I've seen many of your paintings as well, and like the one with the elephants and the one with you surfing and the huge murals you make. And it's like, 
what's the inner world of Taylor Gallegos in that moment, right? It brings out curiosity. And then sometimes we get into these moments where you just create to create for the sake of creation. All of a sudden you're like, whoa, that just happened. You don't even like the organ in our head that we spend way too much time focused on is our brain, right? And so we, we get out of our head and we can get into our heart and we get into our bodies and that flow. That's where I feel we get to take up the goodness and soak it into our consciousness, our intentions. And also saying no is really important as an artist. Uh, I had so many songs before I launched my debut album in the archives, just sitting there, sitting there, being worked on. And I just had to say, no, you can go over there and I'm going to work on my yoga soundtrack. And that was knowing, trusting that those other songs, which I have repurposed some of those. Actually, my third album had a song that was repurposed that I had made six years prior, right? Shuffling the deck sometimes, being like, okay, what am I going to pull? Or as I said earlier, what's the Magic 8 Ball going to say today? So having the wherewithal to understand, like, what's the, the moment for you that could also be aligned with being of service and sharing with others? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one really cool thing about, um, like, music, live music um djs playing a live crowd things like that is there's this interactive element like it's live art and the the creator the dj the musician is feeling the crowd also um in a way that other art forms don't necessarily do that like i make a painting i'm not like feeling the vibes of the crowd All if it's if i'm doing a live painting i am but it's not quite the same and it's so cool how there's it's just like interactive it's like it is a dance in itself yeah and i feel like you and i know both worlds in that way too and we can be a hybrid where you can do a live painting where you may have created the foundation in your studio and then you're taking it to a cool live event with music and art and circus acts and everything else right Cirque de Soleil could be there whatever and just people vibing on the dance floor or maybe people are just relaxing and all of a sudden your art's like, oh, I see this and I'm feeling this. And also taking that like energetic temperature of the room, like, okay, where are we at? And not even on the analogy of the micro details, I'm at this one place and here's what's happening. Like, what's the temperature of the room for the world? Like what's happening? Like, how can I go within and respond? And, you know, for you and I, when we can get in our zone, it just happens, right? As long as we're you know, able to clear out whatever is in our way um, and stopping us from maybe getting into that flow state, any blocks, or as you know, just like a river, if there's a rock in the middle of the river, the river's not gonna stop in its tracks and say, oh, could you please move? It's just gonna, the water's gonna flow right over it. It's a powerful force. And so when you have a powerful, like something is lit up inside you and it's gonna come out no matter what and you get to like create time and space and i think the biggest thing and this is a great tip for any artist out there is self-care because a lot of times we're like so dedicated so focused so persistent to get this creation out and sometimes of course you gotta you know for lack of a better word make sacrifices for it to happen it's almost like when i had that uh, procrastination in college and i had that paper that was due and it's a final i need to get it in you know you put the pot of coffee on the night before and you're up all night you're going to finish it you turn it in you know sometimes you got to charge it and just go you know and urgency creates possibilities you know there's the perfectionist that can always be on one shoulder 
And then there's the other shoulder that's like, it's great. You're amazing. You're whole and complete. Share. Make it happen. You know, so there's a balancing act I feel like a lot of artists have. So, yeah, I think your original conversation you were stating is about, you know, how we can allow for that art to be authentic. And I think our artistic integrity is what it comes down to. Whether you're doing a live painting where I'm doing a live yoga class or I'm sometimes, you know, I get paid to do weddings and I'll play to the book and I'll make sure that I'm practiced and well rehearsed. And then I've had several people say, I just want you to create in the moment, spontaneously play something when I walk down the aisle. I'm like, with pleasure, no problem. And guess what? I'm making sure that I'm meeting and matching the moment. And then I'm, that's full on connection. And that's where when you're, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> when you're not, you're not sometimes. And so preparations is very important. And as I said earlier, especially the artists out there, anyone that's, we're all creatures, right? So we're all creative. We're all part of creativity. And that self-care goes for all of us, whoever you are. And so that's what I feel is really powerful. And as I said, I was at a waterfall this morning, so I feel super renourished and refreshing and so great to talk about all this with you, brother. So thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for being here. Um, I love the preparation concept because, I, and I was actually thinking about this when I was walking around with my dog yesterday, just thinking about how doing your homework in like the metaphorical sense is is just the way to succeed on the metaphorical tests of life if you do your homework if you put in the time if you put in the energy you do your research you do your self-care you do all those things then when when you walk into a test quote unquote you're relaxed you know it's like you have a peace of mind that you're ready for whatever yeah you're ready to do that if you don't do the homework no one else knows that you didn't do the homework you do though and then you feel that like sense of like fear that you're going to mess up you know that this version of you is not as prepared as the one the other version that could have been here if you had done your homework and that works for like you know me doing a live painting somewhere if i've really thought it out i've got my canvas fully prepared i've got all my paints and everything just like dialed in my list is checked off i'm i go in there like a million bucks and I, every, everything that I do, like from setting up the easel to, you know, putting the brush, first brush stroke on to everything, it's just like, I'm so much more comfortable and prepared and in the flow. Whereas if I, if I'm like rushed, if I'm scattered, you know, like the whole vibe is different and then the art comes out differently. And it's like preparation is so important. Yeah, I was a boy scout as a kid and everyone knows the boy scout motto is be prepared i think that you might be muted uh check one two are you good okay you're good all of a sudden did you do your homework i did my homework i did my homework prep all the tech man (laughs) i can jump in the school teacher role any moment (laughs) (laughs) and there is a difference though i've observed i've taught over ten thousand students in my lifetime and there's a whole other energy about a kid that comes in is like studied, prepared, paid attention during class, made sure that if they had any questions that they asked other people that had more knowledge than them. That's a part of it too, is like observe people that are on your path. Of course, not your exact path because you're the only iteration of a human being on your own human journey. 
and there's something to say about well i observed this other painter doing a live art experience and they had their things early they had it ready in case there was any audibles that you know the artist wanted to call in the moment yeah. if someone came up even just said hey i got this you know sometimes you know a dj doesn't want to take requests but sometimes a artist might hear someone and be like okay actually that's a pretty cool idea thank you that's almost like a being generated in the moment from other people and i totally feel this in most artists i imagine get to do this at times is you get to say all right I'm, it's ready to be i call it a wip a work in progress it's a whip and all right, i get to share this with another producer another musician someone else that's in my field that can give me raw feedback and ideas and i i'll tell you like when i first started producing music it was awesome when i got that feedback from a couple friends be like you're making the bricks like the bricks are great of these ideas like here's this section you know like chord progressions you know you know how to arrange music it's amazing but they're really like uncomfortable transitions you'd be like all of a sudden be like hey i'm feeling this vibe and i'll say like one and now i'm feeling this and it's like it, what happened it's almost like you get um that mortar between the brick to create a proper seal and strength and connection and that's what i started to do that was like something that i could have continued my music career for years and just not as you know my friend you know thought of me as hey i want to support dto and get him the refined version of himself not this guy's a beginner and you know we get to go to kindergarten we get to go to the first grade second grade third grade and sometimes you're in high school and you're twiddling your thumbs you're like hey i just want to take an ap class you know advanced placement i want to take college level i'm already ready and i get to like be in the classroom of life and learn at a different pace and, and space but i think no matter what profession you're in in life there is something as you're saying about being prepared having that observation of others that have been there and to admire um I would say healthfully someone, you know, you don't want to admire where like they're, they're guru and they're, you know, some person that's beyond human, right? Like we're all of course human beings having a spiritual experience, but there is something to say, like, I'm the commander of my spaceship here and I get to create and I get to learn from different, you know, let's call them like 10,000 hours to become a master of something, right? Like certain producers or painters or people that have created a legacy or some people, as you know, create a whole genre of music or a whole style of art. And from there, you're like, whoa, how is that person thinking so outside the box? There was no box that they completely shifted the art world into a whole other world of dimensions and possibilities. And like, whoa, like when I see that or listen to a song, you're like, that's amazing. And so that's what I feel is possible when artists are open to that and not necessarily by themselves is to have that collaborative spirit. I love to say that collaboration is my love language because even in this moment, you and I are sharing energy or collaborating and whomever is listening to this, it's really powerful to know that we're here collectively to pass on information. And if there's one thing of value that you can take away from what someone says, wonderful and if something's not a value wonderful you get to know what not to do <laughs> yeah and people are going to connect with it in whatever way resonates with them at the moment and that's one of the coolest things 
about art in all of its forms is that there's the uh, there's the artist, the creator, and then there's the viewer, the listener, the observer, and their experience is being generated from the art, but it's unique and it that part is a collaboration no matter what. And you can, and the viewer, listener comes with a new, it's, they're always coming to the painting as a new person, you know, with new life experience, even if it's the same observer day after day, every single day is a unique experience. So that painting is actually a unique experience. So, and it's neat. Like I can think of so many albums and songs that just like I hear them and it takes me back to a time and space or place. And I mean, it's so cool because you're making all these albums. People are having these experiences around the world that you're never even going to know about. But but it's happening and it's it's almost like the bittersweet beauty tragedy of it that you'll never even know about it but yeah certain things you don't know and also i will say like the power of social media and global connectivity actually i feel has sped up that process in certain ways of course there are people that will absorb your art or your music whatever that may be your film your poetry anything that you're here to share even your parenting style right if someone observes you like oh wow that was such a wonderful thing and maybe i'll integrate that with my kids and wow, now I feel like I've upgraded or I'm an optimal expression of who I could be. That's what's cool, though, about the people that don't give you the feedback necessarily, but they receive it. And then like any thing that you and I've ever learned about, like it's a ripple effect, right? Like the technology, the wisdom, a lot of it has already been, you know, exemplified throughout human history. It's simply, oh, right, how do we take that snapshot and say, that is something that I can really you know, absorb and get influenced or inspired in a particular way. And that's for me too, is how we can sometimes look at your DMs on Instagram and have someone, to, as someone left me the other day on uh, a message for like simple, it's like 15 seconds and she was in tears and she's like, oh my God, just thank you. Thank you for this song. And I was like, that was it. And I was like, <sighs> you have that like, <sighs> Like every, the whole world stops for a moment. You're like, all right, that feels good, you know? And I get to receive and I get, you know, as we were saying, like the four stages of communication, sender, message, receiver, feedback. So when you happen to be the sender of this message, that's art, and then there's a receiver of that, and then you get the feedback. I feel that could be really powerful. And so I agree with you that sometimes we'll never, ever know the feedback. And then the cool and interesting part about, you know, the 24 seven, consistent screens that are in front of us in the way of communicating with people. And I've collaborated with people in different countries, different places and spaces. It's so wild how with the advent of technology, some singer will be, I my cellist actually in my third album, she did all the recordings in Sicily. She found a, a studio, she searched for it online, recorded the parts, uploaded it. I put it in my project, boop, boop, boop. And so now I'm grabbing like cool energy from Sicily where this guy like had four microphones and he had different recording styles and techniques and that engineer's personal way of perceiving the art of recording, then that impacted the overall soundscape of the song. So we can go on and on with how each person's contribution creates the greater whole of everything. And that's what's pretty awesome is when you can feel that. I love acknowledgements as far as me sharing it with other people and going back to like the, the love languages about collaboration, certain people love 
you know, words of affirmation. And I love to share that, like even just this morning with this new launch that's going to come out, the song, reach out the violinist. It's like, thank you. It's such an amazing contribution. And the song wouldn't be exactly how it is without you. And that feels good, I feel, because then, you know, you want to have cool people you work with and you want to, you know, every dream takes a team. So that's where I feel, and maybe it's a school teacher in me of like, good job, buen hecho, fantastico, excelente clase, repiten conmigo, buenos dias. Right? Maybe that's the, the cheerleader energy, which is great. But then there's also the introspective artist, right? Where you're like, oh, wow, how could this possibly be the thing that, you know, someone has an aha moment. And sometimes yeah. we'll never know the mysteries of the universe, right, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. You will never know sometimes, um, but yeah, like I think, I think it's a great way to do it when you're collaborating and when you're working with it is to not stop the flow or not hold back on like compliments or things that are working or things, also things that aren't working and just like express them, um, you know, directly. And it looks like your mic's off again. Oh, there we go. Well, I have all this Costa Rican jungle noise in well, the background. Okay, you're, okay, you're in control. Yeah, okay. I was intentionally doing that. Cool. I, Remember, I, I'm the I, sound I, guy, so I didn't want all these, unless the Costa Rican flavors. Oh, I'm down with soundtrack. All right. We'll oh, for it. sure. For sure. Um, that was a good, actually, break because I want to ask you a couple. Well, I want to talk about this one thing. So, you were nice enough to be my mentor for uh, probably like a month and a half of my little dive into the, uh, the, the world of sound production, music production. And so um, Ableton is the program that you use to make all your music and I downloaded it and uh, we met weekly and you walked me through. And so I went from like preschool to kindergarten to first grade with <laughs> you um, assisting me in my, in my journey. And it was something that I just wanted to try because I love music and I listen to it all the time. And I've always, uh, I played the clarinet when I was younger and I've always wanted to get back into it in some capacity. And um, it ended up being a lesson for me of like how much, if you put in time and energy, you will get results. And I mm -hmm. took that energy and I put it into my painting and I've been painting. It actually like lit the fire inside of me to paint more, like a ton more. And so I've been make, busting out paintings left and right. And I feel like it can be directly attributed to the work that we did together. And it was really an awesome way for me to get a view of you as the musical artist that you are and the teacher. And it was, it was just an awesome experience for me to see you that way and to get guided in these things of this like whole world that is totally different, but at the same time, it's art. It's just a different frequency. It's like a different color of the same, you know, light spectrum. And um, yeah, it was awesome. What, what did you think about that whole experience? Watching me dribble on myself through the world of music and production. <laughs> well, I'll say you went from kindergarten to um, college pretty quickly. No, you really, <laughs> really accelerated uh, in so many ways because you already have a lot of the skill sets and the preparation. And you're saying that whole analogy of homework and like you already understand computer technology, we're utilizing it right now. It's been a part of our lives for many years, many decades at this point. And that's really important is to understand the left brain part of it. And also the right brain of the creativity. And so you're already an artist. So when 
you can see what's possible in a digital audio workstation like Ableton, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I can, anything's possible. I can create a drum track here. I can add this layer. I could do this whoosh sound with the cymbals, have this fun electronic sound. I can choose how fast or slow the song is. And as you know, sometimes there's so many options. I know my mom, for example, has always struggled. If she walks into a restaurant and they give her like a 12 page menu, we're not going to eat for a long time. <laughs> go through the whole menu and get stuck. Right. So that's what happens sometimes when you have so many options out there. And what I loved about your results that you created in a very short amount of time was that you're very intentional. You knew what kind of music already was inspiring you and influencing you. And we had that awesome trip to mammoth and we're talking about beats per minute and we're listening to amazing music during that experience. And then you got the opportunity to roll up your sleeves and, be the student and I get to play the role as a teacher. And that's what's beautiful about my world of coming from a whole legacy of teachers. My father was a high school teacher for 35 years. My mom taught at a college. My sister-in-law is a music teacher in Nashville wow. and big props to her. She got a teacher of the year in her school district at an elementary yeah. school. Yeah. And so my brother played um, trumpet in the army band. And so very musical in so many ways. My brother plays piano. My first group band I was ever in, we were called the Kempsters. And he played the keyboard and I played the drums. And during basketball games in high school, every time there's a timeout, either the cheerleaders will go out and do a cheer, M-U-S-K-I-E-S. -E that was our mascot, the Muskies from Muscatine. Or it'd be like, da-na-na, da-na, da-na-na, da-na. And I, dun, dun, tsh, dun, dun, tsh, you know, just rocking <laughs> out two-person band. But it was fun, it was just learning like these little sizzle reels kind of like when you watch a trailer to a movie, like what kind of cool music can we throw down that people are going to love? And of course, at first you're doing cover music, then you're doing originals. And that's what I feel art can be as well. You get to be on that same spectrum as you're saying of different genres of music or different styles of paintings that you really, really are drawn towards. And then you get to play in the sandbox of life with that say, wow, these are the main components that kind of define what it is that I have already been completely inspired and opened up to. And it's shifted me, it's transformed me. And then you say, all right, how can I infuse my signature sound or my signature expressions, my creativity, that it's, it's I'm the channel, I'm the vessel, I'm the vehicle where it's coming through therefore it takes that shape and form of me in the human form and me in this the great spirit form whatever we want to call that right i always just love the great spirit what we want to say because <laughs> that's enough to be like okay the mystery of the cosmos and the universe and everything and then why and how is it that we are able and i would say in a sense thriving when we feel like I'm here on purpose. And as my beloved that, you know, her ancestry is from India, like I'm on my dharmic path. Like this is the real deal here. And that feels amazing as an artist when all of those things happen, as you said too, with learning music, all of a sudden you took that energy and you wrung that energy out into your artwork. Cause now you had a whole other modality. It's almost like a fly that has multiple perspectives in the eyeballs. Like, Whoa, I get to see what it'd be like to create music and, and then I can do my art form and 
and I know you're a surfer. So then you think of waves and riding. And then for me, you know, doing all the things I love, like trail running is a big thing for me where I'll just be in nature and I'll just be running and just in that flow state and I'll hear things, I'll see things, I'll just back to basics. And that's where I feel, um, you as a student produced amazing results because I feel like you already had so many tools and remember the school teaching part of who I am is ingrained in my family lineage. So then I chose to be a, a school teacher and then me mentoring yourself and other people that I've mentored with music or I'm currently mentoring. It's been a privilege and my trick as much as possible, which I feel I did with you is like, just plant the seed. Here's a little acorn. Let's watch it become an oak tree with sunshine and water with time. And you were putting in quite a lot of time, which was awesome. And as I said, you, and you shared earlier here, like, like, wow, like if I really want to get to the level of sound production, that's possible for Taylor Guy Diegels in this lifetime, this is what I need. And it's great because at least you understand, okay, here's the map. Here's the direction. Here's what's possible. And it's either going to stick or it's not like I know plenty of parents that have their kids in gymnastics and then they'll take tennis lessons and then they'll take piano lessons and then whatever sport or activity or, you know, and at some point, it, hopefully they're going to say, wow, okay, this is it. Let's thank you. And I, when I had my first release and my album nameless energy was endorsed by Deepak Chopra, I called my mom I was like, thank you. Thank you, mom, for keeping me in piano lessons. Remember I want to just go outside and play with my friends in the summertime Oh my gosh, I just want to acknowledge you. Thank you so much. Because it's a defining part of my experience in this lifetime is to have that. And if I would have given up with that. And so that's the that's the crazy coin toss of life too. Like even if you don't want it for a second. And, and I don't know if it's appropriate for me to ask you a question, but Taylor, have you ever given up your art for a certain amount of time? Because I've, I've given up music for like two years at one point. But when I got back on, I was like, boom, full speed ahead. And as you're saying with the mentorship, it like accelerated your art. So. Yeah. And, uh, I've never given it up completely, but I definitely drifted away from it being a main focus and, mm. um, you know, just getting caught up in life and other things. I got really into um, playing and coaching soccer for a while. And so then that, yeah, took, that's right. Maybe you shared that. Yeah. That took a, a front seat for a lot of things, but uh, yeah, I mean, when I did come back, it was like, it was like getting on, a, uh, you know, an old bike that I know so well. And just like, yes, this is so natural. It's like, this is right. You know, but then you make your bike into an art car on the ply with all the led lights and amazing music. You just soup it up. You make it even better than it was. Right. That's the kind of the, yeah, right. and then you can be like, how is soccer like art? You know, like, like, well, what is it about the discipline, the coaching? How can I put that discipline into my business as an artist in the world? Because I feel like that's the left and right brain conversation that we addressed earlier is bringing both of those together is really powerful. And I love sports. I mean, my word of this year is actually fitness. It's like been really clear for me. And that goes back to self-care. That goes back to going to the waterfalls, going in the rivers, trail running, whatever kind of yoga practice I feel like doing. And it's the more I move my body, the more I actually feel good. And it's crazy. Like it's the most simple thing you can say to yourself, but recently it's been really powerful. It's like, I feel better when I move my body. It's that simple. Okay. So I'm going to go take care of my body, come back. Then when I'm in the studio creating and allowing for the music to flow, that's so much easier for me. It feels good. 
you know, I'm not like anxious or feeling um, out of alignment. And as you know, how you do one thing, you do everything. So if you're a caretaker and you're prepared and you're doing things with rigor and discipline and having some urgency, I think is important. Of course, you want to be relaxed and patient and loving kindness and all those ways of being in the world. But I feel like plans are just plans and dreams are just dreams unless you have timelines. Um, and sometimes we need those moments to wake us up and possibly this podcast can wake people up and say, oh yeah, I was like sitting on this idea of wanting to create this in my life and I haven't even done it. So all it takes, like what Taylor did when he was learning music is put a little effort, put a little time, a little discipline, and then trust that it'll work out. And then also know like driving a car, you can test drive it. Cool. This is something I'm going to have. And I feel like Taylor, some chapter of your life, whenever that opens up again, you're going to be like, okay, all right. I got like the foundation laid out. Now I can, you know, explore other pathways. Totally. Music. So, yeah. And that, like what you're just saying there, the, the equation is relatively simple. Uh, effort over time equals results. If you increase the effort over time, then you uh, increase the results. It's yeah. like, it's very simple. And if you put in time and energy, things are going to build and stack. And uh, so, yeah, I love that you turned that towards the listeners because every single person that's listening to this, I'm sure has some kind of creative project, creative idea, whatever it is. And I think that this is a great moment to give them, give you the listener a nudge and say, you know, like what can be an action step that you can take towards that today? And it can even be very small. And I think um, trying to figuring out how to like do sh small amounts of energy effort consistently is, uh, is a really good way to do that. And that works with like fitness and art and creativity and all the different things. Um, I would like to switch gears here. I got, uh, we got the question section and it's very exciting because season two, I've got a whole new batch of questions. We got four questions. And uh, are you ready for this, Dave? Drum roll. Four questions by Four Taylor questions. Gallegos. <laughs> Brought to you by. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. Um, here, question number one is, what was your breakthrough moment when you went from being a casual, like musician doing your thing to saying, no, this is my direction that I'm going and I'm gonna go at it seriously. And I remember you told me a little bit about this story before, so I'm excited for you. Great question. Well, the first story that comes to mind may not be the same one since there's multiple stories within the story of life <laughs> is I remember being on the flight deck of the USS Midway and I was playing for an amazing cause in the world, which is raising money for veterans that have post-traumatic stress. And at the same time, I got to play my music for 1,200, over 1,000 people were practicing yoga to soundtracks that I had produced. It was on the morning news. There was a whole promotional part of it. There was the generosity that we supported the communities. There was people coming up to me. To this day, I mean, possibly people listening to this podcast, maybe they met me in that um, circumstance that I cherished to this day. And it really allowed me to say, 
wow, this is my dharmic path. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is my aha moment. Like, all those piano lessons, all the effort, even all the, you know, muscle strength it took to carry all that up to the flight deck and to see the response, to see the community coming together, to really understand, like, how you can have those validation moments from either people telling you something, but also you just feel it, you know, like, how do you explain it? How do you, when you're on your path, you're on your path because you're on your path, you know? And that's what I was uh, really defining my life in, in that moment. That was my breakthrough, which was all right. All of that energy that you, and I know as artists that you put into it behind the scenes, how many thousands of hours no one will ever know about, never experienced possibly firsthand. And, you know, in the exact way that you and I got to do it in our own artistic pathways. But that for me was a big breakthrough. So that's my answer to question number one. Love it. Yeah. And it, when you feel it, there's like a, you know, it's just like, it's like ringing a bell when it rings true. You know, it's like the, this pure vibration of like, yes, I am in the right place doing the right thing right now. This is it. Yeah, if it feels good, keep on doing it. Yeah, it feels good, do it. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. What is your favorite? And you don't have to let, don't think too hard about it. Whatever the, the moment comes to you first to say it. Um, what's a, a standout flow state moment that you've experienced with your music where it was just full vibing? Like, mm, you know, and this can be in the question. creation, I'd say probably in the creation process. Love or that. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and totally I can go into that, and that's actually where I was naturally heading towards as far as a memory goes, where just like when you're in the workshop of life, you're using all the different tools, and you're kind of fiddling around with things, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe this will work over here, maybe I'll do this musically, and oh, I heard this sound, you know, when I was on my walk earlier, and I was thinking I can integrate that, like some sounds in nature, or maybe I could throw in some piano vibes, or there's these electronic sounds I've heard before and I really want to recreate that or just discover some interesting soundscapes. And essentially I was in the studio back in like 2013 and I had already been starting my electronic music production in Ableton for about three or four years. And of course, you know, I'm a full-time teacher at that chapter of my life. I didn't have like a free slate to only do music. So I was moonlighting as a musician and teacher by day, musician by night. And essentially what took place was I put together all these, you know, trial and errors. Okay, this works. No, it doesn't work. Oh, I don't know if it sounds good. And however it happened, all the pieces of the puzzles created this 1.21 gigawatts moment, right? With Doc Brown from Back to the Future, right? We were like, that's it like that's what you need in order to go back in time or that's what you need that's the spark that you get to put in the formulaic moment where you're like mind blown emoji <laughs> and so that was my debut song debut album nameless energy and that's one of the reasons i called that nameless energy like what is this energy that i'm experiencing musically and it's just nameless i can't even put a name on it and that's where um Krista Richards, who's a vocalist on that song, she had come over the studio and she had known that I was, you know, tooling around with all these different buttons and gears and ideas to create my own DTO 
signature sound. And she'd heard things before. She's like, ah, he's not quite there yet, you know? And then that night when she heard it, she's like, don't touch it. <laughs> That's, you did it. Like, that was it. Because, you, know? <laughs> you know, a lot of times you want to rearrange the furniture. And like, oh, I'm going to do this over here. And this maybe this is feng shui. Maybe this is going to be the perfect place for this. Or, And so that was my awesome moment because besides like, because sometimes you just keep on going as an artist. And sometimes I'm sure you've done with the paintings. Like, oh, why did I paint over that thing I just did? I, I kept it. You know, rewind, rewind, delete, delete. And so it was awesome to feel that and to get the validation from Krista that, all right, that's the DT flow. That's the DT. Oh, I'm on to something. That's the nameless energy. Beautiful. <laughs> that's a great story. Love it. Uh, all right. All right. Next question is, what is your advice to aspiring creatives? Great question. I would absolutely share with anyone out there that's feeling inspired, feeling urged to be self-expressed, feeling to be a part of a movement. Because remember, art is a movement. And it's a part of the larger movement of life itself. And so how are you able to be a contribution to enhance, to bring attention towards something? If you're an activist, to have a global cause, to shift consciousness, to allow for art, even if it's for your own self-care, to just say like, wow, I get to create fill in the blank and so the advice is is to experiment like maybe your expression of your soul is something that's fill in the blank you know like whatever you get to choose your own adventure in this life as i said earlier i got to learn piano at a very young age which was the foundation for me and i know and i've mentored students that are you know in adult years and they're first time piano players or electronic music producers and they're just starting it. So of course, as Einstein said, age is relative. So it doesn't matter what age you are. If you want to learn how to play the clarinet later in life and Taylor, by the way, woodwind instruments, so money. I love yeah. woodwind. I've nothing like some good sax too. Yeah. Uh, this awesome um, connection to the woodwinds. And with that, I feel, oh, clarinet too. One of my all-time favorite bands growing up was Van Halen. And Eddie and Alex had their father, who's a clarinetist from the Netherlands, played on one of their albums. So if you don't know about that, just type in uh, Van Halen's father, clarinet, and you can get a whole family collaborative song experience from the clarinet. But that's what it is. Like Maybe you're born into a family where there's already some artistic expression happening. Maybe you're even your grandmother could have written poems and you're like, oh, wow, she's a poet. Okay, what if words could be something really expressive? I don't know, a good friend of mine, Doc Peace, she's a spoken word artist. And she's super powerful and I met her at a Daybreaker event and actually we did a collaboration. She interviewed me on her radio show recently. So like knowing that there's different ways that you can express yourself and also what you do, Taylor, I think is really inspirational to consider for everyone is you integrate other art forms that then contribute to the outcome of your own key genius, your area, your 
lane, whatever you want to say, <laughs> of what you're creating in the world. So that's what I feel is really powerful is to experiment, give other things a shot. And then also, you know, you can't give up either. If, if it's something that's like in your heart or in your soul and you're like, wow, like I really, I feel called for whatever reason I'm dreaming about this. I'm feeling this. I keep on having visions. Other people, when I do that thing, whatever it is, they're like encouraging me. They love it. Like it lands really powerfully with other people. It may be as, I said earlier, your dharmic path, or I guess some people call it like your, your calling, right? Whatever it is you're here to do. So that's what I um, give as advice to everyone is play with energy. And as I mentioned earlier, like we're in the sandbox of life. We're students in the classroom of this earth. And it's like experiment, figure something cool out, you know, do something beyond the beyond, go for it. Why not? Like we're these cool, you know, collections of, consciousness and matter and space and time and there's no limitations in that area and as i said the advice would be once you know what it is then it's like all right all hands on deck i'm going for it and sometimes it means saying no to those other things and saying i want to because there is something very very powerful about completing an album completing a piece of art completing a poem completing a play that you wrote completing a movie script getting it out there distribution Right. And that's one thing I teach in my mentorship programs. You have your pre-production, production, post-production, post distribution. So if you're only in pre-production your whole life, uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't, don't get stuck there is my advice. Go into production and go into post-production, go into distribution and then experience it all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't follow through with it, if you're always in pre-production, then you don't, <clears throat> you don't get the validation for your energy and your work and your time. You don't get to see the thing go out into the world and do its thing and then yeah you want to get through those steps and then do it again and do it again and do it again mm, yeah all right now final question for you what's your definition of art oh i love that i would say it is experiencing interfacing with content from a fellow soul or a collection of souls on this journey and feeling a shift in beingness as well as doing this, right? Because we're able to be a certain way or to do certain things. And when art can really impact us to be like, whoa, I saw this awesome painting or this awesome photographer, Ansel Adams. And I, I want to go out and check out national parks now. So that could call you into doing, right? Yeah. Or being where you listen to a particular song. You're just like, whoa, I, I forgot to breathe today. I get to have gratitude for this life. And I get to be connected to myself. And I get to be gracious with myself and my family and my community whatever that might be so that's where i feel art can really like almost mold and reshape and remind you i think that's another thing art can do like when we forget it can just be like remember this oh yeah life is amazing it's extraordinary forgot silly me i forgot you know have grace with yourself and just be like ah, ah thank you for that painting that taylor guy diggles made or that track that dto put his time and energy in because it allowed for there to be a pause and then a, a shift in awareness around something. And it 
again, it calls you into action or calls you into being or doing something. Um, I think it's really powerful art and I don't life without art. No, gracias. No, man. <laughs> no, that's part of me. Um, yeah, I, that's really cool. Uh, the taking a pause thing and a reminder. And I mean, what it really, what it's making me think about is like, take, art can be arresting. It can make you like stop and take a pause from your normal active day with your to-do lists and this and that. And it, uh, and it reminds you of your humanity. Like I, I, it can connect you to your heart, to your soul, to your mind in a different way. And um, Pablo Picasso, one of his quotes that I really love is, uh, it's like art knocks the dust off of our soul that collects through everyday life. Mm. And it's so cool. It's like, yeah, that's right. Sometimes you just need to be shaken off and clean off the dust. And be like, that's right. I'm alive. Like I, what, I'm a human, you know, I connect with people in these ways and that ways. And like, in daily life, we can just like get so collecting, so covered in dust of like, gotta do this, gotta do that, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh wait, I'm alive. I'm here with you. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. That's a great quote. And it feels completely, as I was saying, that's why I love art in the world because there's these moments where we get stagnant, where we get to be creatures of habit that sometimes aren't life enhancing habits or life destructive habits. It's like, oh, you're in this, you know, samsara, as they say, right? In the loop, you're in the cycle and you're not shifting. You're not learning the lessons of life itself, right? And you're like, oh, was, oh, yeah, why am I repeating that thing over and over? And as you know, life will continually <laughs> present that thing or that experience or that emotion or that feeling until we are able to uh, either transcend that or really go within and recognize what it is and so i i almost feel like with the dust like so once the dust is off the soul then it's like okay let's polish and shine and let's get this ready for takeoff and um what's available for all of us is growth and expansion so that's that's another simple um two words that have come to me when you ask the questions like growth and expansion growth and expansion like how do you and like a rubber band right we're not always like fully growing right we have the valleys and the mountains just like you can do with music right you have the ups and the downs you have the big drops and you have the intros and the outros yeah and i think also art is a way for us hopefully i mean this is a huge declaration but to not regret anything on your deathbed because one of the things that people regret when they've interviewed people is that they live their lives for someone else's dream or cause that was not aligned with what their purpose is so if art could even like have that moment where you're like oh yeah why am i doing this i'm not even i love to like i love to dance and i forgot about that and i was watching this music video and they were dancing i was like oh i gotta move my body more and dance and i used to do that but i got stuck in this you know cubicle job or nine to five and now i'm gonna start dancing i'm gonna you know whatever it is right like there's so many ways you can get inspired by movement and art and, and uh yeah there's and there's a heaviness of societal pressures to become this or do that or you know it's a lot of families feel like oh well you're meant to do this in life and you're like no but what if you know, like, did your parents, Taylor, want you to be a visual painter, artist, or did they ever think of that? Or is that even a part of your like childhood was paintings and art in your family? You know, that's, 
like I was born into a musical family. So for me to become a musician is like, all right. And I'm born into a teacher family. I had like the easy path as far as pleasing my family. I was like, oh, cool. I love teaching. I love music. Okay, I'll do it. Check. It just happened to be in alignment. But certain families are like, wait, why aren't you a doctor or a lawyer? You know, what's going on? Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's part of art too. I think it can get us out of old patterns and ruts. And, and also can, art can provide courageousness to be bold. Kind of like what uh, the quote from Pablo Picasso. Like once your soul gets dusted off, watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look out because we're coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, totally. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, my mom was always really supportive of my creativity and my dad, I don't think he knew how to be really. Uh, it didn't fit into his uh, understanding of like, society and survival and so like I think from his perspective he wanted the best for me and he wanted to set me up with the skills that uh that he had gained through his life he was a salesperson he is a salesperson and so um he wanted me to go into business he felt like that would prepare me for life more and he he didn't see art as the thing that was going to be my boat that takes me around the world and so yeah he had a hard time like uh connecting and supporting that or like really going with it but now later in life he sees like oh wow like you are doing this and it works and it's like now he's like love your art this is great is he part of your sales team now uh no I, well he's like he's, <laughs> he's definitely an advisor for sure i call oh, that's him, awesome. like hey what do you think about this so because you yeah. know one of my strengths is marketing and well, yeah getting your oh, yeah. name out there in the world and i think it's all it's beautiful it's great so it seems like obviously there's i think all parents want the best for their kids and yep. i think a lot of like uh-oh they're an artist Ooh, i don't want them to suffer and so it, yeah it's through love i hear what your father's and you know response was so it's wonderful that he's got to see you thrive and grow and flow and totally. create so many amazing murals and paintings and you know mm -hmm. impact people in the way that you have it's wonderful yeah it is um all right well dave this is where I thank my guests for being on the podcast. You took your time and energy to uh, share with us. And, uh, and I, I mean, I just want to say thank you for working with me in that music experiment. It was, I, I really got to see one of your areas of genius, which is like the, the teaching, the, the mentorship, the cheerleading, the, um, have you thought about this? Like, these are some shortcuts. These are like, you know, like you're kind of all these things, like, like also like a big brother wrapped up in the one um, experience for me. And that was, that was just amazing. And um, I've recommended you to different friends of mine. And I, I would recommend it, if anyone out there wants to get into like stepping their game up in terms of electronic music, uh, Dave is an awesome, awesome mentor. And um, yeah, and it's just so cool seeing you do your thing, make your music. I'm, I, uh, I keep talking to you about that, uh, you know, the millions that you're going to make pretty soon here. And I'm very excited to see that come together because I, I fully believe that you are poised uh, to be the thing that the world needs as it goes into these next couple of years. And, and yeah, man, I, I think you're right there. Finger on the pulse of what's happening. So cheers to you. Salud. Yeah. Um, can you uh, go ahead and just tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can find your music, where they can connect? 
Absolutely. And thanks for having me on your podcast, Taylor, and grateful for our brotherhood, our friendship, the ways that we get to flow and have conversations about any topic that's in our space at the moment. And obviously today's podcast was a great example of how artists are able to expand and grow so many ways. And so if anyone wants to connect with my art out in the world, you can check it out at dtomusic.com and on all the socials as well, DTO Music. And if you ever feel that your ideal state of experiencing life could be even better, then you can check me out at everythingisperfect.com. And that's my marketing agency where I support you and having your ideal dream of whatever it is you're creating. And so pretty much the success that I've had, similar to what you said, Taylor, about your father being in sales, like I was actually a national marketing director at a corporate office for six years and I got to be trained directly from a CEO on those skill sets. And so it's all about the conscious capitalism of bringing your passion projects into the world of messaging and getting your light to shine in the world. And so that's where you can find me, dtomusic.com and everythingisperfect.com. <laughs> Love it. It's a great website name. <laughs> it's so easy to remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> it sets the tone beautifully. Um, all right, great. Well, uh, part one is done here. We, uh, we uh, have that in the books. Can you give us one more bit of wisdom for these people listening out there? Remember to breathe. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Open mouth, exhale. Yes. I feel that with so much stress, trauma, scary experiences, whatever it is that gets into your consciousness, your field of awareness where you have resistance to that or there's a feeling of not feeling safe. I feel that your breath is always here, right now, available. And it makes sense that I've had a theme throughout my musical career of that word breath. Actually, that's the most streamed song of every song I've ever made. It's called Breath. And it starts out many people's yoga classes. And it's that reminder in the integration series of yoga when you're out in the world, you might be driving your car, you might be doing your to-do lists. And then when you get into a space to relax and to feel and to connect with yourself, that's what it's all about is that breath. And when we're able to, wherever we are, remind ourselves of that and get back to basics, then I feel that we get to feel alive. And once you're alive, then as we mentioned earlier, you can step into your creativity, your artistry, be the highest optimal version of yourself. And it's really, for me, I forget to breathe, admittedly. And I'm like, oh yeah. Or my beloved will say, you're just like shallow breathing right now. I'm like, ah, oh, just got a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I was just speeding through life too fast. So it's like, <laughs> pause. Right. We were saying earlier in the interview, like how pausing it's like, ah, okay, I'm good now. I feel better. I feel rooted. And that's one really strong piece of advice, wherever you are, whatever you're doing in this moment, you can always breathe. Love it. Dave Kemp. Cheers.
Gracias, señor. Again, this podcast is brought to you by High Ground Coffee, an adventure coffee brand with a new twist on brewing coffee, wherein you steep coffee like it's a tea. You just drop a packet in hot water and you go. It's the newest way to brew coffee and it's awesome. Use coupon code TAYLOR at checkout for 15% off. Visit them at myadventurecoffee.com. That's myadventurecoffee.com. All right, so we are back. Now, this is the bonus section of the podcast. This was inspired by episode 51 and 52 of last season where Ben Morse, my buddy, interviewed me. And we did like the first version and then we did a whole second episode, which was like the bonus section. I was like, that's great. I want to do that with uh, all my guests because at this point we already won the game like you just said we're we're just like hanging out in the locker room celebrating so um so yeah dave here i guess like it, it, it's really just like open to whatever you want um one thing that i was thinking is that i'd like to get you thinking about is uh your philosophy of music and that's all i'm gonna say you can you can take that wherever you want the approach of every artist and for me specifically is why and if you can answer the question why then that becomes the philosophical grounds of which I get to move in a direction towards creativity getting into the laboratory of sound waves for me as a music producer and you're saying like the why as in like why are you making music why or just like why are you throwing the question why at anything at like at anything and everything totally yeah so my biggest why is why did I come from the Midwest? Why did I then went go to Japan in the marching band and play drums when I was 15 and it completely bursted open my consciousness that there's this huge world around this planet and it's not just the small town cornfield living like I grew up with, which I'm super grateful for. I go back to my class reunions. I know everyone back home. And then going to California, coming to Latin America, traveling, studying, like why has all these life experiences been the components and the pieces which we would define as your approach or your philosophy or your system or your way of perceiving. And with music, my philosophy is why do I feel called or why am I choosing to create, for example, at this snapshot right now in season two of your podcast, why am I creating ambient meditative music? Maybe it's to find some introspection and some peaceful vibrations within your heart space when people are feeling with this global pandemic and so much going on angst and fear and nervousness and all of that so how can i why in this moment do i feel that you know i'm not going to make super over the top um, energetic music that could maybe scrambles people's energy field in a sense i feel oh, let's get back to basics it's like homo sapiens like what do we have what do we need clean air clean food clean water 
and to have some peaceful sounds that are streaming in your eardrums really allow for that breath to take place and for us to really chill you know a lot of us are so wound up and especially in the western world our minds are just synaptic connectors are doing backflips and breakdancing moves at all moments while being electrocuted um <laughs> with all the screens and the media and the this and that and whatever it is that's in our scrolling moments of life itself and so what i feel my philosophy has developed into is meeting the moment as an artist and recognize how it's a win-win right they always talk about the seven um, habits for highly effective people and one of those is the win-win scenario came from that book and so it's how can the philosophy of what you're creating benefit you it's a life enhancing experience boom check mark i'm good to go scored those points now someone else received that information that art and they're like boom yes yes i love it when's the next album coming out when's the next song or remix or whatever it is when are you going to tour in my city when are you come here and so i feel like when you get that validation then your philosophy as an artist is wow okay this is something that i'm intuitively feeling into and i get to meet the moment and who knows a year from now i may be having a whole other style of music that starts to emerge for me as an artist and i'm open to that flow so that's another part of the philosophy too just be aware that i say this with like my marketing agency to clients i always say your brand will evolve and so people are like, no, it's exactly how it's going to be in this moment because I'm thinking about that. And that's like clear vision. It's super sharp. It's super. And so people get attached to the, you know, the how. And it's like, we don't always know how. You think these moments that we have, even this exact moment in time, was that exactly how you thought life was going to unfold when you were a child? Like, no, right? You had this, you, you limited in your possibilities of that. And so, but the why is, oh, I get to live this human journey and I get to meet other fellow love warriors like yourself. So the philosophy is to stay on your path, keep moving forward one step at a time. And quantum leaps are always on the table. Yeah, love it. That's, that, I mean, that's a lot to say about a philosophy, but I guess that's what came up. No, that's perfect. I'm sure we could condense that into like, Keep moving forward, love warrior. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's kind of a creative process. You have to do like a brain dump, like writing work seems to work that way. You do a brain dump and then you look at what's on the floor and then you pick up the pieces that are good and then you evolve it and you put those together and then you sharpen those. And um, yeah, my mom was a English teacher. She's a writer. Uh, and she just, I feel like that. That is the big thing that she taught me was that process and that same process works across all different genres it's just different ways of doing it yeah and that was the coolest thing about working with you with the music thing was like all these terms all of these concepts everything was like kind of interchangeable between music and art it's just like different shapes of the same exact thing and that's really what this whole podcast is about is that like we are all doing the same thing in different forms and from different perspectives, but like the creative energy is there. And 
like what you said earlier about like you know the energy of the great spirit coming through you as a creator it's like it reminds me of a lightning rod you know like you got all this energy this electricity in the sky and then you have grounding and like electromagnetic energy happening and all that and like and then it all goes through the lightning rod like boom lightning strikes it hits the lightning rod it gets transferred down into the earth and grounded and like i don't know if that's how it works i think that might be how it works but like the lightning rod is like the conduit for it all and that's like in those moments of creativity and like quote unquote genius like that's what's happening is like you're there in the right place at the right time you put in the energy and the time you are set up for the lightning to go through you boom mm. that's art <laughs> love do you that. have any uh do you have any uh, you know well, what you said is like a connection point basically like okay, yeah. i have a song on my first album called cosmic grounding so everything you said i was like no way yeah so the cosmos the electricity from the sky comes in and it's, and it's grounding so it's like your root chakra is as important as your crown chakra and there's this you know we have our seven energy centers the chakras and everything's connected and so when you get that moment it can jolt you into action it can create like uh as what you mentioned pablo picasso said like dusting off of the soul where it's like okay i'm here i'm awake it's alive it's alive right so and philosophy when you talk to music obviously like the lessons i was teaching i was like hey check this out there's music theory which has circle of fists and here's the chord structures and here's how certain genres like the one four five sequence is very popular in like rock and roll music and you know you have the major minor relative keys and so we can approach it like that which is a lot more of the left brain in order to have that knowledge to then be in the free flow state because at least you're as we are in these bodies right now what would we do without a skeletal system we'd just be like mushy gravy right now so like the skeletal system sets up the <laughs> foundation for us to even put everything else into play and then we start putting you know the nervous system the vascular system the muscular system the fascia that puts it all together you know put a huge organ wrap around it called skin and then at that point like all right cool this is the vehicle this is the vessel this is a possibility of like a connection point and then how can lightning strike and how can i be out there in the world where with preparedness with positioning of flow and intuition that could be a philosophical pathway as well as like being able to create like every mural that you've painted i'm sure it could just be like like mind-blowing to think how many people walked by it, how many people had a thought how a conversation then was redirected because of that visual moment that someone experienced with these two little things in their skull called eyeballs and you're like wow how did that like steer people this way or that way or, you know so that's just awesome right that's the philosophy of art is keep on creating for the beauty of creativity herself yes <laughs> i like that for the beauty itself i mean and that's that's a cool thing to say there because i think a big question that a lot of people have especially people you know back to the parents wanting their kids to go in certain directions for success in life it's like yeah um if if people don't get art and the process of making art and what it does for us and everything then it, i think it's easy to say like why 
and you look at a lot of modern art and it's so weird and doesn't make direct linear sense and it's like what are they even doing what's the point like i don't like no no different but, strokes for different folks brother definitely <laughs> definitely and that uh, but that like for keep sure. creating because of the beauty of itself like the the act itself is so beautiful mm -hmm. it's part of what makes us human and part of like the flow of life and creativity and beauty and like really like resistance is the thing that gets in the way like it wants to be that way like creativity wants to have ideas want to flow growth organically happens really yeah the thing that like the thing that's not organic is stopping the flow and trying to to block it yeah absolutely i love that um analogy what i was thinking about recently here in costa rica is we go down to this river and riverbanks are important because with riverbanks now water can do what flow and be water that's it like there's no like go play that one job that's it <laughs> you know i think bruce lee even said that be like water right yeah the water becomes the cup becomes the pitcher becomes the hands of which you're drinking the water into your body to create that openness that flow so yeah that's the option there too of not being attached to the outcome i think that's like the next layer of okay i'm not going to resist i'm not going to be attached I'm going for it because i'm going for it and that's it if if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to listen to it so be it like i'm going to spend 100 hours on this epic masterpiece song and if no one ever hears it if it's just on my hard drive the process of which me developing and co-facilitating with the energy that came to me that was all worth it right i think that's like layer number one because let's face it too in this world of like influencers and social media and some people are like i want the external stuff external i'm chasing something i'm seeking i need this 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 because i want to have the fill in the blank whatever people are seeking and desiring that is outside of themselves right and so i feel like what you're saying taylor is that inward journey that is infinite right it's the never-ending gobstopper so when you keep on peeling back those layers and you know the only interesting part about this journey is that we're on a timeline right i mean of course you can think of past lives future lives uh, i'm kind of think i might write a book on future lives it's, it could be trending think about it there you go i want to go in on the book with me yeah, yeah. It seems like an open uh, open space. <laughs> yeah, it's so wide open, man. Because <laughs> we're preparing possibly for maybe in the next lifetime, I'm interviewing you and I'm talking about your music production and I'm showing you these cool paintings behind me. <laughs> totally. Anything's possible, right? And so like, oh, that's what art can do for us, right? It can create open pathways and that's uh, powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's great. If you're open, you can catch the ball, right? Yeah, totally. That was That's a great move way. on the field today since we're, we won the game. Yeah, dude. We did. And there's something about experience, too. Like the most recent Super Bowl, the experienced uh, player that led the team, and in American football, it's called the quarterback. I try to explain American football to people that love soccer in Costa Rica, and they're like, too many rules, too many. No, no, no. <laughs> Simple. Una pelota, personas goal <laughs> and that's about life too that's a philosophy let's keep it simple yeah. put the ball in the net make it happen you yeah know? put the puck in the net if you're canadian and so 
get the board on the wave and surf and flow. So yeah, that's this is awesome. We get to play and dance on this planet, and then we get to take all that goodness and, as you said earlier, like squeeze it out of that towel or that sponge, and then we get to drip it into whatever lights us up, whatever vessel the water wants to take shape of. Yeah, the uh, the finiteness of our lives is a really interesting effect on our lives because and I was talking about this with some friends last night uh, how it's like it makes every moment sweeter like we only get so many days on this planet and I think that that's one major difference actually from being an adult and then being like a kid when you're a kid it seems like time is infinite everything like time can't go fast enough you know you're bored all the time you're playing and doing stuff but like the concept of boredom exists and the world seems so big and time seems like it's going to go forever and then there's a certain point and maybe this is just my experience maybe no one else is, can agree with this but for me there was like a certain point when i realized i only have so much time here and all the things that i want to get done all the art i want to make all the the things in life that I want to experience, there's not enough time for it. And there's not enough, you know, so then all of a sudden boredom doesn't exist because yeah, like every moment is an opportunity to like try to make it one step further and get, get it all into your life. And, uh, and then from then on, it's like, you're always, there's always more projects to do than there is time to do it. Yeah, I love that. I love these existential conversations. And as we sprinkled into the main part of the podcast about, I mentioned the word urgency, and I do that intentionally because a lot of times people feel, oh, I don't ever want anything to be urgent. I It'll happen when it's needing to happen. And at the same time, what if as an artist, there's a window of time that is the perfectly like length of the window, shape of the window, the form of the window, and it can see like a, a rainbow spectrum when you look through that and that glass, that interface, just like all these screens that we're on, we get to utilize that time to go through the window, go through that portal of possibilities and say, whoa, all right, I can do that quantum leap. I can dive into that. My dad always said, no such thing as people that are bored. They're just boring people. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, he was a school teacher. So he's like, you can't be bored in my classroom. I think he was saying it to wake people up. Yeah. Hey, philosophy by Larry Donald Kemp. There you go. Uh, bless him. Yeah. yeah. And so with that, it's all right. There's only like my dad knew when he's a school teacher, there's only so many years he's going to teach. Most teachers teach, you know, 30 years. And when you're that perennial lifelong learner in the classroom of life, we know that any moment there could be an aha moment. I always love those videos that show someone in their fifties or sixties that someone, so I don't know, Jack Canfield wrote his first book when he was 55, you know, chicken soup for the soul, you know, like where people are like, Whoa, wait, 55. Like, Cause some people, we like revere the youth so much, yeah. uh, especially in Western cultures where it's like, Oh, oh once you pass 
25 or 30 or whatever age what do they always say like 40s new 30 or 50s new 20 or i don't know but it's like that yeah there is urgency in a good way and so one of the questions you had earlier which i know is a story i shared with you after one of our awesome music production classes and i'll bring it up here in your podcast where i had a near-death car accident and the car rolled seven times last day of school as a school teacher i was driving home excited for summertime call just the moment just car came right out in front of me and just that was it it was like whoa time stood still there was a pause and when you know that at any moment in this lifetime the contrast and the other side of this moment that we're sharing is what we would call you know death right like dia de los muertos and your perception of death can either propel you into hey i'm going to take action on this and because as you were saying there's these existential limits that we have and so it's really important to roll up your sleeves and really have those plans in place and uh, you know and not plans too like john lennon famously said life is what happens while you're making plans and what john lennon said he said he didn't write any music ever he allowed for the music to write itself that's like another like okay, that's a whole philosophy of creation and artistry right there so yeah that's it's important and i feel like quality over quantity and consistency are like my main ways that i approach my music career in the past i would do a whole album for one big year do a big sold out launch party amazing wait a whole year go back in the studio go back in the cocoon but nowadays like who can even do any prediction of what their next year is going to look like a year just seems like forever now or such a moment to second the daily weekly like wow like oh my gosh we're already this far into the year or oh my god the year's about to be over like there's all these moments where it's almost like we've been in such a um interesting new level or place of consciousness where i get to now say all right with consistency per month i'm going to launch a brand new song that comes from my catalog of music, a fresh one that if it happens to take place in my inspirational field, then I'll go for it. And knowing, as, a, as I was saying earlier, that there's a process, there's a, a routine, there's a ritual that artists have. So you want to honor the ritual. You don't want to necessarily rush something. You want to be prepared, have all your gear, be ready to roll, and then allow for the magic to take place. And so I think the older we get, in contrast, as you say, to being a kid, where you're like, woohoo every day go to the park just hang out do whatever for certain kids you know and what you were saying is your story my experience my experience and but there is this contrast of childlike adolescent perceptions of the universe and the world at least for me then when i became an adult and i was like whoa i'm like lifing i'm adulting <laughs> like things are really i gotta pay this bill by this time i gotta do this thing right and so that's where i feel we can even allow for the experience like a fine wine to allow us to have even more flavor and quality and richness to what we're offering the world and we all get to have foolish childish just playful there's no purpose for it and sometimes that's when like the most joy takes place so who's to judge which one's right or wrong right like we're a composite of our childhood as much as our adulthoods um like what we were going towards in linear time 
So maybe that kid knew, little boy Taylor knew someday you'd be doing a podcast, you'd be creating art, you'd be this amazing, you know, adult in this world, knowing that we all get to live and we all get to learn. And as you and I've been to Black Rock City, we all get to burn. <laughs> you bring up Burning Man. I love it. That's a good way to. Never that one time at Burning Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, and you remember that one moment on planet Earth when that one thing happened? And so, yeah, I, I feel like what your show is really honoring with creativity and artistry in the world is like an open slate and for us to choose where the launch pad is based on we, us being the temples, we're the cre creators in the moment of it, and then how we can even you know, unite at the launch pads right and like find creativity find collaboration as that whole mathematical cosmic equation i like to say is one plus one equals infinity you never know what's gonna be that combination you look in the yeah. ingredients and truly brother some things are just one and done and you cannot replicate it it's like those that was a formula for that moment those are the ingredients i added this 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 you know and that was the result i had in the moment and so sometimes you can't chase the dragon and feel like, oh, I'm going to do this thing again because that was a sensation I felt and you want to recreate it. Uh, sometimes you just keep moving forward. You know, sometimes, I mean, if you can attempt to recreate it and it's awesome, which I have plenty of awesome musician friends that'll say, like, before I get into the studio and I start creating, I first, you know, do five minutes of breath work and then I go into the woods for an hour and then i like i know people that are diligent with their practice like they they're like in full mode of i'm going for it and this is my methodology and i know that the results are going to allow me to arrive you know i'll meet you in the field the place where there's not right or wrong like out there like deep playa <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I think that there's, yeah, there's like a paradox that happens when you try to recreate something uh, because it's not the same. Even if you're in the same place, you've set up everything, you've done, done everything, you're trying to go after the same thing. You're still trying to recreate something else that was an authentic creation in that moment that wasn't hindered by a past experience trying to connect to that. It's like, and I've done this before where I, I'll make a painting and there's just this like amazing magic to it. And I sell that one. And then somebody else says, Hey, can I have one of those too? And I'm like, yes. And I've tried to recreate that exact same thing, but it just, then it's like, a, I'm creating a replica, a replica, mm. it's not an authentic original thing. So now instead I'll say like, I will make something that's inspired by the one that you love and these are the things, the elements that I'm going to connect with through it, but I can't, I'm, I can't, and I won't try to make that exact thing because otherwise it's, you're going to get like a second edition. That's not like the energy is not the same. And I think that that happens in um, like art and then in like uh, relationships and in, I mean, it's funny, like going to Burning Man, your first experience there is like just so eye-opening and mind-bending. And then I think the second time you go there, one thing that people can sort of 
mess up with is going and trying to have the same experience yeah and then they end up like you said chasing the dragon of like this is what it was that time and so i'm trying to do that again and have the same feeling but you can't ever have the same feelings of your first time doing anything again like you just you just can't so the only real way to do that sort of thing is to go in and say this is not going to be that same thing so what it is going to be is something totally unique and new and i need to be and, and the more open you are to that, then the better set up you are for success in that mm. second project. I love that. Yeah, that's like getting into more Jedi wisdom of like intentions and non-attachment to the past. And be like, I'm now, I'm here. Wherever you go, there you are. And in Spanish, the verb estar is how you feel and where you are. Use the verb estar. Yo estoy aquí. Yo estoy presente. Estoy en el momento, right? I'm here. And that's uh, really amazing wisdom. And I feel it's been said throughout the ages, like the book, Be Here Now, gets you into this whole other shifting of awareness. Be like, oh, oh yeah. Wow. And makes you, you know, have a way of, when you see something, when you have a vision, and I love what you're talking about when you're working with people that have their vision, then you get to co-create based on what they see. And that's the power of collaboration. And that's why I said earlier, like one plus one equals infinity. So if one plus one happened to equal the infinite possibilities of those possibilities that then became the particular piece of art. And then someone's like, I want that one. It's like, well, now you're playing with the formulaic cosmic ingredients. And the recipe may have this taster flavor and it's not going to possibly be the same. And honoring your time from a, hey, we're all going to not be here in the exact physical form at some point. It's like, hey, if I'm going to create something unique and whole and complete, you're going to honor it and say, here's what's. And then that's when you have an enrolling conversation with someone, right? That's when you you give them what's available and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's make it. And I'm sure you're the person that you were working with a client or whomever that was, they were probably like, wow, okay. I'm glad I wasn't wanting that one, you know, same flavor of uh, vegan ice cream that I just sampled. I'll take the next flavor, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and that's, I, I would say choices is probably the best answer to this riddle is when you get empowered to know that we have that choice as these free willed agents, secret private agents in the world to live our path and walk our hero's journey and be a part of it. Like enjoy the ride. And that's what's awesome now. Like talk about trending, like podcasts, audiobooks, guided meditation, streaming music, all of this. That new app that recently came out, Clubhouse, is really getting big because people are like I want to hear information that I'm already sensing or feeling or I'm intuitively being guided in this space. And wow, there's community. There's other human beings that are experiencing a similar frequency or vibe. And I get to feel that um, energy field in creative forms, however that is. If it's simple, like human conversation, which is awesome. And then from that conversation, like when we were in Mammoth on the men's camping trip, I was creating a track during that time. I was like writing, I was coming up with ideas because I was so deep in nature and I was feeling all that 
you know, they'd say in India, like the Shakti energy, the divine feminine of Mother Earth. And it's like, all right, what am I going to do with this? And then, of course, all this men energy and all this. And then, like, oh, nature and music. And you just kind of make the concoction right there. But, yeah, it's, as you said, going to the burn, your first, there's a famous song that says the first cut is the deepest. I think Sheryl Crow sung it, right? And it's like, it's true. Like, that's it. Like, you have that moment. You crack open. As I said, the first country I ever visited was Japan. And it was completely a beautiful experience to witness. You know, from the cornfields of Iowa to Tokyo, Japan, like that was huge for me. It's like a whole other civilization and world, and and so I loved it. And it was beautiful. And I feel like that's why I've studied, traveled, and lived in other countries because I get to have that new perspective. And we get to learn the lesson that sometimes you just get to say, like, cool. From that art piece, what I created, it could, as you know, Taylor. You could say, all right, this is going to be a series. Like I have a trilogy of albums about energy, nameless energy, infinite energy, radiant energy. And those are all the songs for now I'm going to be doing about energy, right? And then I have all these remixes and singles and everything else that's come on uh, along after that. So that's what's awesome too. Like I've met amazing visual artists like yourself, like good friend John Mosley, who's created art for some of my album covers and my singles. And it's like, whoa, I can... And sometimes we're working collaboratively. Like he made this piece called Flight, and then I wrote a song called Flight around the same time. I was like, all right, this makes sense. Let's just overlay your artwork. And I showed you the inspired version of that for the song that's going to be coming out. And so that's what's powerful, too, is to understand that when you can team up in community, you feel so much connection and purpose and that lightning bolt, as you're saying, that can just go into us is like a field of human consciousness and light us up and be like whoa this is really cool this is really powerful this feels good and as we all know like when you can feel states of peace and stillness and openings and acceptance whatever that means for you it's like oh this feels great like i'm not concerned about this or that about worried and not you know of course like our brain's gonna always be on the clock <laughs> so you just have to like be like okay brain don't come to work today i'm, I'm just gonna be in my heart space all day <laughs> you're good <laughs> so yeah brother and i feel that having the balance of honoring all of it so well i honor the moments we've had the connect it's been really awesome amazing powerful and i feel like this season two is already with all the vibes i'm feeling from the four questions, the ability for you to really bring out, you know, amazing stories and to consider art as this creative, beautiful tapestry that can plant so many seeds of wisdom and possibilities and inspire us in so many ways. So thanks brother. Appreciate your podcast and everything you're doing with your art and your interviewing. Yeah, definitely. My pleasure. This is my pleasure. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm feeling good about season two myself. This is a great, yes. great kickoff. So uh, yeah, everybody go and check out Dave on all the places, listen to his music and breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Yes, that's muy importante. <laughs> so thank you. And that's when, as I say, when it's DTO in the flow, is when I'm putting all those layers of wisdom and goodness into the moment. And so thanks for allowing for creativity and 
artistry to be featured and highlighted. I know there's millions of topics people could be talking about, but Taylor Gallegos, La Creatividad. Oh, that's right. That's verdad, mi amigo. All right. Um, yeah. Adios. Hasta luego, señor. So that was my interview with Dave Kemp. DTO, Dream Thrive Optimize, is what that stands for. Dave is awesome. <clears throat> He's a multifaceted human being, a creative soul, uh, and very technically talented and uh, wise in a lot of ways. I'm, uh, yeah, I've definitely benefited from that directly you know, through his teaching me how to find my way around Ableton, the music program, like you heard about. And it was awesome. That whole experience was great. And it's funny because I didn't end up sticking with music, but what I got out of it was the lesson that was within it, which is that I need to, in order to really succeed at my art and get the most out of it, I need to put the most into it. I need to time and energy in is going to create that output so i got my lesson and uh hopefully you are getting your lessons from whatever creative venture you're on uh one thing that really stood out to me in that uh interview at the end there was his question of why am i choosing to create and i think it really you know at a certain point you want to start asking those deeper level questions of yourself and your creativity not right off the bat i think right off the bat um you know you just want to get the momentum going and get the ball rolling but as you go along farther then you can start asking yourself the deeper questions which in asking those questions you're going to be starting to find your answers or at least like seeking your answers through your medium or craft and in that that's when you really strike gold in your own art whatever that may be so yeah i think that's all i got uh thanks again for listening welcome back to season two i am so excited i've done a ton of work uh in setting up this next season and it's already turning out beautifully and there's only so much more amazingness in the future so stay tuned please subscribe share this to anybody that you think might benefit from it and uh yeah go out and be creative that's what the hell we're here for right to do things and live and experience and create at least that's just my opinion um yeah i think that's it cheers everybody <laughs>